No one will be admitted after the guests check in. between us yeah. it is a beautiful thing it's good for our relationship yeah in my bed i was convinced he was taking three-fourths of the bed up at my place turns out i just have a really big butt uh, ass fat you could park 10 tahoes on it so he's been saying that ever since <laughs> yeah that's a good she was like you you use all the bed i was like she's like in the bed like this your ass <laughs> all the way out from like one corner to the other. Like Babe, I don't have enough room. Yeah, and then I get in bed with Timon the other night and she's already asleep and Timon's just laying on the blankets. I'm like, I guess I won't have blankets tonight. <laughs> it was nice, we all slept together in a cute little... That was it, nice. Yeah, just wait until you have your own pet because you're going to be like, fuck you, move. Yeah. Timon has to sleep on a bed. He, he absolutely doesn't yes, need a dog. Yes, he does. No, he does. He was cute though, and last story I tell before we get started. But he goes to bed, like, really early, so, like, he put himself to bed. <laughs> he goes to bed really early. No, he did, did he not? He yeah. went, and he got in the bed, and he just laid there and looked at us. And every time I looked back, his face was just up farther and farther, but he was still <laughs> looking at us. You guys come <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are we ready? So ready. Welcome to m m m m motel I'm your host, resident American gladiator, and all-around strong woman, Flex Lexa. Good gumbo. I think I've finally come full yeah. circle and I've accepted you love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, I doing? Do it. She just sharded. <laughs> <laughs> to my left, Ben the Beardo. Elo- eloquent. Um, very... Uh, he looks like he could fit in turn-of-the-century America. Which is... Peddling inventions. More like peddling porn. Except I'm I'm Irish, and they'd be like, get out of here, yeah. you dirty potato Pedal, peddle eater. your yeah. dirt elsewhere. And then it would just turn into Gangs New York, except yeah. I wouldn't survive. That's what I, I, I see, I see you yeah. in a bowler hat right now. I have ones. Oh, I have those, yeah, too. That's a good look for you. To my right, Dick Fetty. I can introduce myself. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. Excuse me for wanting to... What were you going to say? I was going to say, your dick is full of fetty. Wasn't a great joke, but you made me say it. (laughs) I made you say it. Yeah. I don't know why you would make me do that. What are we talking about tonight, guys? I mean, I unfortunately wasn't here for the movie viewing because I was mourning the loss of an uncle. That's really sad. The goldfish. Let's not gussy it up. Way to make it about you. Yeah. So, uh, someone died in my family. Dick Fetty and I actually didn't even technically watch a movie tonight. We've been on a huge anime kick as of late, which we are wont to do. Mm-hmm. And for about 90% of the time that you weren't here, we played bullet hell games, a game called Melty Blood, and yeah. then we watched Actress. an anime called Daughters of Rin. Oh. Yeah. Well, before we get into the movie, I do want to talk about the games. Or we can talk about it after. I'm really no, that's fine. sorry go, go that I missed all of this. This seems yeah. really up my alley. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, so Melty Blood was a game I played in Japan over the summer in the arcades and had a lot of fun with. Uh, 
And so I've been wailing on Ben nonstop ever since I got it a couple yeah. weekends ago. Dick Fetty's one of those people who'd be like, yeah, dude, come over. Like, play this game with me. It'll be so much fun. Little do I know that he played it for hours in Japan <laughs> and immediately bought it for his PC yeah. so he could I play it alone, beat. beat the game. I didn't beat it here. Beat the <laughs> game. And then as soon as we started playing the first time, didn't tell me what any of the buttons were. Just started wailing on me with his finger knives and his little Japanese girl. I think actually she's Chinese. I, I haven't played her. that much of the game, and it's an animation, so I feel not as racist. Yeah. So, anyways, it's uh. I'll let it go. <laughs> are you gonna be our? Am I not arbiter? that every episode? Yeah, maybe I'm just sick of it. But <laughs> I burped while I was laughing, yeah, I and I threw up a little bit. No, it's alright. We need a compass here, I suppose. You definitely do. At least, I think of it more of as like a foil rather than a real... No, I'm your moral compass. You're like a North Star. I am. Okay, I get North Star. I'll yeah. give a North Star. I'll take North Star. Except you're like super bright, and when we're trying to sleep, you're like shining through the window, yeah. and you're like, don't say that oh accent. God, I'm, like, I'm just so trying big. to sleep. Oh my God. You're saying it in your dreams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good game. You should get it. It was uh, it was on sale on Steam for like two dollars a couple weekends ago. So I bought it to try to relive the glory of my trip to Japan, which I am now doing by wailing on those less fortunate. Matt stopped by briefly to pick something <laughs> up, and we it was a massacre. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "How do I move?" <laughs> my uh, my friend, right. my buddy, tall Matt. Right, 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 right. And uh, and we beat we beat him senseless. And then we played Crimson Clover, which is a um, doujin style bullet hell game that is ridiculous beyond words. It's like the most ridiculous bullet hell game maybe ever made in terms of its visual, visual presentation. We beat it one sitting, no continues lo- use. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what like <laughs> No! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Ben was really, uh, got into it though, and was, was doing pretty well. I mean, we were, we were playing with we didn't use that many continues, all things considered. All things considered, no. It was we were playing pretty well, especially since it was On the first time I've ever played a bullet hell game. Bullet hell game with a controller that worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played it the other day. Did you? I didn't really get it, but don't. I well, Dick Fetty pro tip: don't get hit by the bullets and lasers. Yeah. Oh wow! That's what he told yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, you're really smart. Yeah, and exactly. good stuff. I've played a couple bullet hell games. Mm. I know a lot of the mechanics inside and out. <laughs> Move, <laughs> ship, shoot! Don't get hit. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. So that was that was a lot of fun. We we don't get to do that much. So we enjoyed that thoroughly. And then yeah, uh, so it's actually Nimmo Sign Daughters uh, or Ren Nimmo Sign Daughters of Nimmo Sign or Daughters of Ren. It's got people call it different things. It's got names. Yeah, it's got a bunch of them. <laughs> I'll I'll post the correct one if I feel like it when the uh, episode goes up. But it's uh, from 2008, and it's written by Shigeru. Ueda and directed by Hiroshi Onogi, or maybe it's the other way around. I think it's the other way around. I didn't write that in my notes who was what. But um, yeah, well, I talked about doing our, our topic, which we'll get to in a minute. Months ago, I think it was, I brought it up, and mm-hmm. or at least in my mind, I did. You, you, didn't, you and I didn't really go over it, but like there was a couple months ago, you and I were. Kind of delving into it and talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so we yeah, actually tried that. to watch uh, Nemo's sign at that point with another person who was talking through it, so we just gave up. And um, That wasn't me, right? No, it was no. 
it was Jeremiah. <laughs> I hope you can hear this name right him, now. Name him. Name him. Put him on blast. <laughs> name and shame, baby. But, uh, yeah, so we watched the first episode. It's a miniseries. It's six, six episodes long. I think it was like an hour-long episode, though. Yeah. We ate some bitch and pizza. And uh, it's got elements of this thing we're going to talk about tonight. Wow. I, I think I remember when you guys were discussing this topic, because when I briefly glanced at what you have in front of you there, I remember being both horrified and nauseous. Mm. So, I'm excited. Well, he's going to show you some of the stuff from, uh, let's say, fan sites, almost. Yeah. Which is uh, a lot less... Um, Refined? Yeah. And the stuff that I like to look at, the, the artist. <laughs> oh God! Just listen. Just let me get there. Let me get there. Ben. No, it's different. It's it's high art. It's uh-huh. all about presentation. It's called art. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's there. There's a point to prove with the stuff that that I look at, the artists I follow, who are in this wheelhouse. And then there's what Frank's going to talk about, which is um, the more important stuff. Yeah. Sure. I feel like the I'm counterculture that's created by it. Um, You're our anchor. You're our north. Star. Well, there's going to okay. be some other stuff that's going to be a little bit more up your alley that we'll talk about as well. Okay. I guess later I'll bring that up. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But um, I'm excited. Yeah. Before we get to that, we'll hit the disco box. So it all relates. Da 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 da. What's that? That it's, it's it's from Zelda. I didn't like it. How's public domainia going? Great! Still working on it. Curating yeah. a couple pieces. Our next, uh, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Next episode, all public domainia. No! Yeah. No. no I, that sounds boring. It sounds like we're going to lose the seven listeners that we have. They're already gone. <laughs> we got, someone actually went out of their way to unfollow us on Facebook today, so we're back to 69! <laughs> They did it on purpose. They were just looking out for us. All right, go ahead. Give us that disco box. (laughs) Hey, uh, I'm working on new sounds. Don't don't bags. (laughs) Disco box. B A X. Uh, So yeah, all things in my world are related. Two weeks from now, a month from now, who knows what I'll be into? I I won't care about bullet hell games anymore and all the rest. Anime will be lame again. But uh, for this moment. I'm in a vortex of uh, related interests. So that what ties in with this dis, uh, this uh, bullet hell and all the rest is Discordance Axis, which is a legendary grindcore band from New Jersey, which is where we're from. Wow. Woo! Look at that. Yeah. Jersey's strong. Dirty yeah. Jersey. Stronger and than the storm. <laughs> we weren't, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I remember it. Um, a lot of people lost property <laughs> lives. Anyway... Ooh, Sandy Hook. Um, <laughs> is that not one of those? Not, no. no, that this, was a horrible That scene. was a shooting. Jesus. Move yeah, forward. No, we're not going to high five on that. <laughs> so, yeah, so Discord and Zaxxas, they're a really good band, and uh, they, they were a grindcore band from the 90s into the early 2000s. Released their albums on Hydra Head and a couple other labels early on HG Fact, Devour, and um, some other lesser known labels. But they had songs that were, the, the main guy who wrote the lyrics did the artwork and was sort of the driving, one of the driving forces behind the band, John Chang, was really into anime, into bullet hell games, into all sorts of other stuff that I'm into. And um, 
the lyrics reflect that. So he's got Philip K. Dick references. He's got a bunch of Neon Genesis Evangelion references. Appleseed references. Ghost in the Shell references. Black Magic M66 references. It's everything the man could like. Dodonpachi references. Mm. Yeah. So pretty cool stuff. Um, my introduction was to the band's album Johu and the re-released version called Perfect Collection Johu, which came out on Hydrahead Records in 2004. The original version came out in 97 on Devour Records, and uh, that's their second album. For me, it's my favorite. A lot of people prefer their last album, The Inalienable Dreamless, which is the one that features the most Neon Genesis Evangelion-related uh, lyrics and, and, and the rest. And that one's from 2000 on Hydrahead as well, but Joe was what I heard first, and I think I picked it up in 2004, if memory serves me right. And my high school drug-addled brain was blown away by the fact that there were 30 songs in under 30 minutes, first of all. And just the insane, like, non-stop screaming technical, uh, technicality mixed with aggression. It's just crazy, and the liner notes are awesome because it's not only the lyrics, but the descriptions of John Chang about recording the songs or, or how they came about or, like, which lyrics he hates. And there's also a history of the band and part of the booklet. And it was all released in this DVD case, uh, along with a bunch of the other reissues of their albums and things like that. They they were always pushing the envelope of the current technology. They had like an early website that was interactive and had all this cool flash stuff and, and, and all the rest. Um, but that album just rules completely. And I don't know what sent me back on them. I think it was they came up in shuffle on my iTunes. But it has been a non-stop Discordance Axis party since. The other recommendation is their second, or their third album, rather, The Inalienable Dreamless, which is super hard to find, really expensive now. I'm grateful for the copy that I have. Joe, who's still very available, so check it out. You can get it pretty cheap from Hydrahead. Highly, highly recommended. And then the second half of my recommendations, basically a continuation of the same, which was John Chang's second band, or third band, Gridlink, uh, which is also a grindcore band that's similar but has the guitarist from Mortalized in it and the drummer from Noisier and then the old bass player from Burnt by the Sun, Black Army Jacket, and some Discordance Axis recordings. And it's, I don't know, to my taste, they never hit the level that Discordance Axis did. In part, it's the production, the drum sound on all the records are, it's just like not to my taste. But they have two different EPs slash LPs that are, 12 songs in like nine minutes and i appreciate that light and fast aggression and then their last um lp longhina which came out in 2014 on handshake records is gets a little bit longer and a little bit more diverse and is also really good top-notch grind but i just don't really care for the way they produce the drums and i'm also always going to have a bit of a sore spot because i ordered it from the record label when it came out and then I just never got it. And I emailed them multiple times about, did you send this? You know, what's going on? They're illegal <clears throat> in Canada, I believe. And they never responded. Wow. And I've always wanted to own a physical copy of it, but I'm also kind of like, fuck you, I already paid yeah. for this once. Why should I have to buy it a second time? Um, but regardless, the record <laughs> itself is awesome. Their first two records, Amber Gray and Orphan from 2008 and 2011, respectively, were also on Hydrahead. Everything's super out of print. Um, Specifically, Orphan is outrageously expensive, and they did a, a short-run vinyl version of Amber Gray on one side, Orphan on the other. You can 
rarely <coughs> find it for under a hundred dollars online, and it drives me crazy because I can't even get a CD copy of Orphan, let alone stupid dumb copy of the LP version. But uh, regardless, good bands, great grind. If you're into that kind of thing, if you want something fast, short, and just you know digestible in that way, highly recommended. Um, I've been falling asleep to Jobu every night for the past like four nights, and it's just. If you hear the music, you're like, how could a man sleep to that? But it's just a testament to how sick and 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 malformed my brain really is at this point. Mm -hmm. Years of drug abuse have turned me into a monster. Don't cut yourself on that edge, bro. Yeah. Try to every day. <laughs> just to feel something. Oh, God. So, anyway, disco box. Not disco this week. Prayer. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were done yet. Were we Good. done? We're done. Okay. Good work. I liked it. I've been listening to some Discord and Zaxxis. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about it? I feel many emotions, none of which are good, but I think that is the point to feel upset and maybe not sad, but I'm feeling kind of sad. I didn't like it. Discord and Zaxxis? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really fun because Flex Lexa has a Echo Dot in her bedroom, and so I just say, Alexa, play Castration Right by Discord and Saxis on Spotify. Playing Castration Right by Discord and Saxis on Spotify. She just lays there like like plays possum basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't acknowledge just, just lying in the fetal position, oh, not making yeah. any sound, just just tears trickling from her eyes. I try I'm supportive definitely, but no, I do not care for it. Mm. More of an indie rock girl. Yeah, you can call it that. That makes sense. What would sense. you call it? You say the word basic, I will smash you. That wasn't head. that wasn't the thing I was gonna say. What were you gonna say? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's perfectly pleasant music. Yeah. Which is probably my issue with it. Yeah. I think I have a good taste in music. Oh, your taste is perfectly pleasant. Yeah. Still not the <laughs> word good. Is that what they call one of those backhanded comments? Oh, <laughs> bless your heart. Well, okay, yeah, appreciate no. it. No, no, you. I mean, we just like different things. We like different things, and we overlap on hip hop. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. What's up? Drop top, raindrops. Please, you know? please put the gun yeah, down. That's it. It's raindrop, drop top, cooking up, smoking the hot box, fucking on your bitch yet? No, dot, dot. cooking up, cooking up dope in the crock pot. Yeah, we came from something to nothing. Blank. What's the blank? I'm not going to say it. What is it? How am I supposed to know the lyric? I think you can use context clues. Is it banana? Yeah. It's banana. It's banana. Say it with banana now. Okay. Um, fucking on your bitch, yeah, dot, dot, dot. Cooking up dope in a hot box. We came from something and nothing, banana. <laughs> nice. Did you like it? I did. Radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't they say that on the radio now? The N-word? Yeah. I, no, I don't, don't listen it. to the radio, so I don't know. My hitter, my hitter. That's how they edited that one song. I don't think they'll don't say know. it on, like, B-101. That would be B-101. I'm saying local <laughs> local radio stations like people. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a station for dentist office receptionists. Yes. Yeah. I Although, recently, honestly, those people are all our age now and listen to Migos. Yeah. You guys are the best. I was listening to Motorsport the other night. It's a good song. Oh, my God. Cardi B's verse in that? Pretty good. I'm the Trasolina. I like Nicky's. I like Nicky's verse. Nicky's verse is also very good, but I much prefer Cardi B's. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love Cardi B. I would stay. Well, no, I know Cardi that, B. but I mean, I just I have no preference for either. I was surprised. I thought Nicki's first. You know that this pussy is juicy. I don't know that. That's what she said. What is what does the B stand for? Um, banana. Have you banana? Done. Can we get to the topic? No. I'm the trap Salina. Well, you're just mad because we're not letting you rap. Ella Utana Gasolina. I can rap. Um, oh, we're done? Okay. That that accent you're doing, I'm a little offended. Describe my face right now. Don't. It's not. Yeah. Okay. It's exactly the same thing. I. Okay. Wow. Oh, I got a Tom of Finland mug. Yeah, you happy? Yeah. So I'm so excited to talk about what we're talking about. You don't know. I don't. It begins with a G. Yeah, no, that's true. And it's called... Guru. 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 I'm not... I, it's I'm fine. learning Japanese. One, two... That's how you pronounce D's in Japanese. R's are D's in Japanese, so I'm not doing a funny accent. D's. Guru or Guru. Okay, cool. I'm into it. So tell me all about it, guys. So, okay, it's one of those topics, and it's maybe just my own personal way of doing things. If you're going to talk about one thing, you have to know the history, at least a little bit behind it. Mm. So, in my research, or lack thereof, in my scouring of the Wikipedia page uh -huh. and its primary sources, uh -huh. I came across an article called A Short History of Hentai by Mark McLeland, from the Intersections, Gender, History, and Culture in the Asian Context Journal, Ooh. issue 12, January 2006. Yeah, I thought That sounds so interesting. Yeah, this is only one article, but it is interesting. It made me think of you, um, and not just because I associate you with hentai, but, um, <laughs> so... You kind of are a corruptible Japanese girl. I can see that. Yeah. She's one of those, like, mind break girls, but... Frank is no! No, but her mind's already been broken, like... It doesn't matter. Um, it reminds me of Archer, um, Krieger's <laughs> animated girlfriend. Yeah. Krieger's son. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just going to be basically reading straight from this article a little bit. It's a good one. You can find it on the Aero Guru Wikipedia page at the bottom if you want to check it out. But, yeah, hentai is a Sino-Japanese compound term widely used in modern Japanese to designate a person, action, or state that is considered queer or perverse, particularly in a sexual sense. Mm. Unlike the English term queer, however, hentai does not have predominantly homosexual connotations, but can be used to describe any sexual acts or motivations other than what might be termed normal sexual relations. Mm. And the word itself, you know, for American minds, is synonymous with basically manga and anime that deals with sex, that is sexually explicit. Mm -hmm. But in Japan, the word has... It doesn't specifically pertain just to animated or drawn sexual stuff. It is just general sexual perversion. So it's essentially the same... Well, hentai means pervert. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's not exclusive just to that. Now, this made me laugh for a couple of reasons. So this is from 2006. So I think if you did the search now, you might get even more hits, for lack of a better word. But the first thing that made me laugh was a Yahoo search. <laughs> I was like, really? In 2006, have we not evolved at that point? But a Yahoo search for hentai, for instance, produces over 7 million hits. 
more than twice that of better known loan words such as samurai, geisha, or sushi. Maybe which, that's like all they could use in their office. It's like, you, we do, this is not a Google office. This is a Yahoo office. Well, it's not an office. This is a, this is a journal. Somebody wrote this at school. Some, some young student hypothetically wrote this article and used Yahoo to do it. That's but, uh, 2006. We were so misguided. Yeah, it was a different time. An innocent time. That was before 9-11. Well, fun no. fact, best place to search for <laughs> porn on a search engine? Bing. Really? Found what? that out. Yep. How? What were you looking for? Doesn't matter. How do you wait? How? Brunette pigtails braces between eighteen and <laughs> eighteen and a half. Okay, That's well now. So please know. continue. Nobody uses Bing. That I only use it for one thing. Yeah, deep web searches. Jacking it. Mm. I just type porn into a Google search bar. Whatever comes up. Yep, that's how it goes. The Wikipedia article's hot! <laughs> Every time, been the same article now. Oh, <laughs> I accidentally typed in Bjork. Uh, well, guess I have to masturbate with Bjork. Masturbate. And then uh. they, they came into the city, and they were little fairies. <laughs> I, watched, I was so spun out on Adderall one time that I couldn't even chew. And I was coming down, <laughs> and my friends were um, spitting juice. No, they put like me. A baby bird. No, they tried to feed me like fiber one bars. I like passed out in an elevator. This is when I was in Montclair. My friends were like, "We, you need to come sleep in our room. Like you're fucked." And I, I had no energy left. And they put on a Bjork documentary, and I was just like, had to stay there and watch it. And it was awful. <laughs> she was talking about her music video. They come from the city. Hmm. Okay. I'm allowed to do impressions of famous people. Make the rules up as <laughs> It's alright. The thing is, I'm incapable of feeling guilt for the things I've done because I don't think they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So, But we can make you feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. Alright, go ahead. Hentai pervert. <laughs> is that my new nickname? <laughs> hentai pervert. Dick seems Betty the hentai pervert. <laughs> yeah, it seems redundant, but I like it. Uh, yeah, so since the Meiji period, the use of the term hentai has had a parallel history in both science and psychology, but the sense that hentai communicates of something being unusual or abnormal comes from the latter. Although the term was originally circulated only among medical specialists, by 1917 it was being populated via such journals such as Hentai Shinri, Abnormal Psychology, translation. Huh. So this started as like, um... Like uh, pathology, to yeah, that's interesting. But it also immediately started getting into semi-pornographic stuff. And as I discussed, and I believe our second or third episode when we talked about sexual fetishes, and I briefly went over the history of tentacle porn. Um, this is essentially erotic art. I mean, every culture has erotic art. Yeah. People love to fuck. Yeah. And it's like how we continue on as a species. But uh, having specific and deviant versions of erotic art right has got a long long history in japan okay so because the 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 octopi and the shell diver was a woodblock print you know that was something for mass production yeah but uh the technical term seiyoku or sexual desire was introduced into japanese via german sexology which began to be translated by medical doctors such as the army physician and novelist Mori Ogai from the middle of the Meiji period. The notion of hentai seiyoku 
or perverse or abnormal sexual desire was popularized, popularized via the translation of German sexologist Kraft Ebbing's text Psychopathia Sexualis, which was given the Japanese title Hintai Seiyoku Shinrigaku, The Psychology of Perverse Sexual Desires. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. The Psychology of Perverse Sexual Desires. Just like a Japanese schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> the interest in perverse sexuality continued in the 1920s and is often summed up in the phrase ero guro nonsensu or erotic grotesque nonsense. And that is where the origins of tonight's topic come from. It was from the 1920s when Japan culturally was experiencing this kind of pseudo-liberation and also pre-war hysterical premonition type of a economic explosion mixed with just rapid loosening of traditional moral values and such as most of the world was experiencing really like this you know exploding into the 20th century and uh, in here they describe it as rivaling the Weimar Republic in Germany in terms of its decadence mm. and perversion and all the rest I describe it as artwork my wife won't let me buy and hang in our house. Yeah, mm. I certainly buy it, but even in my own home, where I live alone, <laughs> I have this, I have all these, it doesn't, you know what, there's just some things that I'm like, I'm going to hang that up so good, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Next up is a body pillow, you know. A couple of the artists that I'm, I, I want to touch on tonight uh, isn't, it's, some of their stuff isn't that bad, some of it is, but it's, it is very good artwork, their styles are totally different, but, um, Mariah's just like, I'm not, I'm, you're not getting that. I'm like, well, it's only $400, so <laughs> you're not paying $400 to hang that in our house. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be down for that either. I'm going to show you some of it, it's good. No, I'm sure the artwork is very good, but I don't know how I'd go for explicit images. Hanging. Be a slut. Do whatever you want. That's more of a mantra. Yeah. Cutting up women and, I don't know, looking at their insides. It's like a mantra. You want to hang that on our wall in text form? I will let you do it. I'm going to use word art. It'll just say, <laughs> cut up women as soon as you walk into the apartment. It's like a banner. That stays up year round. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> But hold on, hold on. At least ten journals in the 1920s were founded that focused in particular on hentai seiyoku. These included hentai shiro, kama shasutora, and kisho, and kurotasuku. Tasuku. 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 I think it's... Oh, yeah, grotesku. Grotesku. Mm. That's just the sounded out version of the... Yeah. Anyway... Pretty great stuff. So it continued to build, and then basically going into World War II, all sexual stuff was repressed. There wasn't any paper to print a bunch of dirty magazines because they needed it for the war effort. And a lot of this craziness got left behind until the war ended, and America came and liberated Japan from itself, and they experienced a new golden age of... That's what we did. MacArthur brought God to a heathen country. Yeah, right. someone told me a really awful joke when I... Uh, mentioned the pipe dream of uh, you guys, Mariah, I, Tom, and Sarah all going to Japan together. And they were like, yeah, well, you want to stay away from Hir Hiroshima? I hear it's really hot there. That's a, that's not even a good joke. I know. I was like, that's come on, man. That's a bad joke. Could have done it better. 
Who told you that? Was it Jeremiah? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I can't remember who told me, but it, I... Bash Jeremiah in this episode. <laughs> Fucking Jeremiah. Go ahead. The end of the episode is just going to be Jeremiah as a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, post-occupation, uh, well, not just starting in the occupation and then continuing on since, new pulp magazines started to show up. And basically, again, culturally, Japan started to find new ways to explore its sexuality in a social context. Um, so by the early 1950s, the subgenre had developed focusing on hentai, seiyuku, or perverse desire, which included both male and female homosexuality, as well as a range of fetishistic behaviors, including characteristically Japanese obsessions, such as love suicides and disembowelment. The genre had much in common with the 1920s fad for the publications specializing in erotic, grotesque nonsense. These magazines included, and any one of these is going to be my new band name, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> titles such as Ningen Tenkyu, Amatoria, Fuzu, Fuzoku uh, Kagaku. It's always good when you can't say your own band name. Fuzoku Zoshi, Uramado, and Kitan Kuruba. I like Amatoria. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, that's dope. I like the one with Karuba in it. Yeah, Karuba's good. Bermuda. But the cool thing about these magazines was, essentially, they weren't just porn. It's not like when you go and you pick up a big uh, hentai magazine, as I think of it in Japan, which is just a shit ton of erotic Japanese comics all in one big book. Mm -hmm. They were a mixture of medical articles about whatever perversion, and then testimonials from people who were actually into that perversion, yeah. and then sort of letters to penthouse yeah. and fan fiction and all the rest. And it was, in a time before internet culture, a way for people to identify other people had the same interests, mm -hmm. that they weren't completely isolated and alone, that there were other people who experienced these similar sexual it's attractions. Like, it's like reading Rainbow, but for masturbatory purposes. Right, and I mean, yeah. it's not. this wasn't only happening in Japan. I mean, the basically the 60s to the 80s was the golden age of porn, especially the 70s to the 80s, where... You know, you could find out if you went to Denmark that there were a lot of people who wanted to watch girls have sex with barn, you know, animals, and there was all sorts of good stuff. And uh, <laughs> that's just interesting. One that comes to mind. Uh, choice. No, well, you know, the old color climax and the eight millimeter shorts and all that stuff. Jesus Christ! You know, well, never you mind. know a lot about porn. Well, it's just Eddie. it's it's a history of uh, right. It's history. Know, it's history. <laughs> and porn is good. I'm not saying porn isn't good. I like porn. I enjoy porn. I just don't know its rich, colorful history, which I respect about you. Yeah. So there were, you know, this was happening all over the world, but it was especially important. Well, not especially, but it was as important in Japan as it was anywhere else, where people were finding new ways to express themselves sexually and finding other people who were into it. Mm -hmm. And from this rich history of porn and degradation, allegedly, uh, we are brought up to where we are now, which is this Eroguro, uh, or Eroguro Nonsensu. And, you know, at least I want to say, you guys might have your own opinions, but from my perspective, especially the area of it I researched, I'm not one to pass judgment. Like, this isn't really my style in terms of what I'm going to jerk off to. It's certainly interesting to look at to a point, but it's really not for me. But I don't think that people that are into this kind of stuff, especially from a more sexual uh, ideation of it, are wrong or bad or anything else. It's just like another weird interest for the most part. And I don't think just because you're 
into the more violent end of it, does it make you automatically like a bad person or that you would do that in real life or anything like that? And so I don't want anything I say to be construed as demonizing a subculture that while I'm not part of, I have access to because of the internet and all the rest. Right. I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I totally agree with you. Like, it's, for the safety of one's home, if this is what you jerk off to, this is what you jerk off to. I jerk off to weird shit all the time, and it's, like, stuff that just would never carry over to my normal sex life, and, like, would be terrifying if it did, so, like... Teletubbies. No. <laughs> so, I am definitely take the same vein. While it is not my cup of tea, and while it is, um, violent in nature, uh, there are... Let's just say we're all into weird shit. I, you know, I kind of stumbled onto this somehow by accident and um, found some artwork. It's nothing that I've ever uh, touched my penis to, but uh, <laughs> let's just throw that out there. I have jerked off to many a hentai, uh-huh. and might tonight. Who knows? <laughs> Anything could happen, but there is a website that does sell more higher class versions of this stuff called uh, Akataco, where I actually got Dick Fetty a birthday present from. Yeah, which is a really classy bondage yeah, and poetry book. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is pretty cool. And but they also sell art books by very prominent good artists and prints and stuff like that. There's even keychains. One of the one of the guys did this that I'm gonna talk about tonight, did this really cool keychain series. And mind you, they're expensive and things fall off my keychain, so I never buy one, but it's just called Roadkill. Where it's just these really cheap, like looking plastic animals with their like, guts spilled out and stuff. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to look at. I just I was when I was younger and I was in I was in high school maybe? High school or middle school, there's this girl I went to school with who is insanely good at art. Just really, really, really good. And I don't know how she got this hung up in the art show, but she did this one piece that actually ended up in the art show. And she went on rotten.com and did this very simplistic stipple, mostly black and white except for areas of wounding, a picture of a bludgeoning victim. And for some reason, like, it just spoke to me about, like, humanity and how simplistic and and different kind of beauty it was. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when, you know, you think of art, you think of beauty, you think of all these crazy colors and landscapes and people and not really the darker side of humanity such as disembowelment or murder victims. Well, why don't you tell me exactly what... What is it? Ergo... Eroguros. Ero being like Eros. Yeah, um, I heard what you said like it was... Yeah, so I'll, I'll do a quick uh, explanation of this. And this is basically just coming from Wikipedia and then there's more or less a repeat from the forum I'm going to discuss when we get to me. But I think... The Beardo's going to take over after I just... I'll do a little brief introduction. So, Eroguro Nonsensu, frequently shortened to Eroguro or just Goro, is a literary and artistic movement originating... Well, what's that? Um, so, the term itself is an example of Wasai Eigo, a Japanese combination of English words or abbreviated words, Ero from erotic, Goro from grotesque, and Nonsensu from nonsense. In actuality, the grotesqueness implied in the term refers to things that are malformed, unnatural, or horrific. Items that are pornographic and bloody are not necessarily eroguro, and eroguro is not necessarily pornographic or bloody. The term is often used incorrectly by Western audiences to mean gore, depictions of horror, blood, and guts, which a lot of this stuff, especially the stuff I'm going to do, 
is about, whereas Ben's is the not necessarily pornographic, but just more on the bizarre, grotesque, weird, mm -hmm. and all the rest. So, uh, one of the, yeah. And so I went into all the, uh, like, historical origins of this from hentai generally, and um, just from Japanese culture, but some of the later influences for Eroguro is um, Japanese horror films, Pinku Eiga, which are pink films, which were a mixture of, they were like soft porno films that were in sort of mainstream theaters in Japan in the 60s and 70s. Sometimes they had like sadist elements and other times they didn't. Uh, but there was Teruo, Teruo Ishii's Shogun's Joys of Torture, 1968, Horrors of Malformed Men, 1969, Yasuzo Masamura's Blind Beast, and um, more recent example of Eroguro Isiyam, Sona's Strange Circus, works of H.R. Geiger, Japanese pornography, disfiguration, violence, mutilation, urine, enema, feces are all uh, either can be in Eroguro, uh, be depicted in it, or influence that kind of stuff. Mm. And there's a lot more. I, I wish I have one movie, it's called oh, Blood something. I don't come for me. But. It's this Japanese like I've never watched it. It's by a director who's ultra prolific and he does a bunch of like essentially like live action Eroguro things where the one I have is the this kid's mom works in a lab where they develop or maybe the kid develops a drug that makes people feel pleasure or feel pain like sexual pleasure. So there's a scene in the movie where this girl like deep fries her own fingers and didn't pour about her and then eats them and like, you know, other girls are like cutting themselves up and all this like crazy mm. stuff. So it like, you know, it's mixing like sexual violence and body mutilation, you know, you got a little bit of Cronenberg, a little bit of Geiger, a little bit of old school sadism, Marquita mm. Saad stuff. But it doesn't have to be any of those things, but that's sort of, when I think of Guru, like that's what I think of is like some naked girl with a thousand swords like cutting her into pieces kind of a picture. Mm. So. Okay. So that's what we're talking about tonight. So one of the artists, and I, I think I sent some of his stuff via group chat, but I have some more pictures here, is uh, Toshiro Saiki. And he is probably my favorite Goto artist. Um, his style is uh, very classic Japanese art. Uh, I have the word for it in here somewhere. Uh... Yukio-e, uh, which is, you know, printing. So, his style of art... Here, I can show you. Flex. It's, it's very... It's a lot... There's Japanese Shintoism stuff in there with, like, monsters and ghouls. And there's a lot of malformed human beings and monsters. And there's usually one other person watching these things go down. But I just... I love the art style, and... It, you know, very much delves into Japanese culture and their history with sex and violence. Like, the one I'm showing to, uh, to Flex right now is a Kappa, who's a Japanese mythological creature. It's kind of like a turtle boy. You know what a Kappa is, right? Yeah. This is really cool. Right? It's beautiful. I would hang some of this on my wall. And, uh... Is this the same artist? Yes. That's, yeah, that's my favorite painting by him. I would hang this on my wall for sure. Well, we'll post some of the stuff on the Instagram, can we? Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. yeah no, okay. One, no one's going to violate know. us. We have like yeah, 10 we, followers. We can't, we can't post my stuff, but we can post yours. <laughs> like, mine's, mine's high art. But anyway, so, you know, this guy, it's, it's funny that you said it. He grew up 
in the when he started doing work in the 60s and 70s and eventually moved on to doing Gerdo and I have a very interesting daysdigital.com article where they interview him which is it's just really cool and he talks about how he does the artwork and things of the like and he talks about you know one of his tropes is he a lot of his pictures involve bondage mm -hmm. and stuff like that and monsters having sex with women it's it's very it's very good and it's very classic Japanese style woodblock printing and then there is Shintaro Kago who's more of a recent artist he is more of a manga artist than the other guy and he's done manga he's done non-guro manga He's worked on album covers, and he's a pretty... So the guy who did the Flying Lotus one? Yes. Yeah. He's a pretty prolific artist in Japan. Let me see if I can pull up some of his artwork for Flex. Okay. His stuff's much more modernized, much more manga style. Younger, young girls, most of them seem to be high school girls and stuff like that, and his feels a lot more like... Uh, a social commentary on current climate mm. in Japan and the way things are there. But he does like a lot of vis uh, vivisection uh, of stuff. His is much more surreal and it's so cool and almost nightmare inducing. A yeah. lot of people's faces coming off and stuff coming out of it, or their heads being full of eyeballs, holes, stuff like that. I have a hard time if I can find the picture. See the one who did Midori. Oh no, that's a different guy. No. Uh, if I can find the picture, there's this wonderful picture painting he did where it's a high school girl ripping open her blouse. And there's no tits, it's just there's like teddy bears and knives and all this other stuff coming out of it. But it's very high color and uh, very... Surreal. Exactly. But it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I love it. And there's one of a girl eating her own brains. I remember there's one where there's bunch of Japanese men at a one of those sushi places where they have everything on a conveyor belt yeah. and there's pieces of a woman going around the conveyor belt as if it were sushi and yeah. she's lying back cutting them off herself Whoa. so it's I don't know I I really like it. it's very surreal his artwork and then we have the final guy who I'm going to talk about who is can I interject real quick oh, go ahead. so the my phone cover is by Takato Yamamoto, mm -hmm. who's also another person who's... His art is so fancy that it's barely even Goro because it's so ridiculously nice. It, 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 it borderlines uh, almost Final Fantasy art. Yeah, like oh Yoshi uh, Taka Amano. Uh, but, you know, this is the kind of thing where it'll wow. be some gorgeous girl's face and then guts and body parts and stuff strewn about, but it's done in such a... It's like has elements of art deco it reminds me of i can't think of the artist's name who did the job rolling papers stuff there are all those beautiful famous girls that are like smoking and it's this really flat drawings but they're incredible colors and hard lines and all that you guys would recognize 1920 stuff but um anyways he's one of my favorites when i was in japan i was trying to get his books but a lot of them are out of print and they're all expensive and it's this kind of you know very japanese 
classical art meets modern weirdness and and uh he's one of my all-time favorites uh, you know he has like eyeballs and tons of things and his books are all like super cool names like chimera of flesh and stuff like that and it's just like oh yeah this guy yeah this my guy, guy fucks yeah this guy totally fucks like look at this a lot of it is, it, uh, it's very reminiscent, uh, reminiscent of Yoshitaka Mano in the sense yeah. of a lot of androgynous faces and bodies and all that goodness. Some of it's very limited color palette yeah. and yeah. very detail oriented. Yeah. So, so, yeah. You guys ready for my last artist? Yes. This guy's art we're going to like. You don't like it? No. Nope. Why really? don't you like it? Have you seen it? Yeah. Some of it's good, I'm not going to lie, but the man is a terrible, awful, horrible person. I actually sent you guys an article about him maybe, what was it, a couple months ago? A month uh -huh. ago? Yeah. His name is Isai Sagawa. Okay. I never read the articles he sent. Nice. I'm glad to see our friendship is flourishing. Uh, also, fuck you. It's being up front, bruh. So, perhaps some people will recognize this man's name. Uh, you might recognize who he is after I start talking about him a little bit. Okay. So when he was 32, he was living in France, studying abroad. Oh, this guy. And yeah. he became obsessed with a woman named Renee Hartevelt. Hartevelt. And they'd study together and do homework together and whatnot. And he had this obsession with cannibalizing her. So, he asked her to come over and study one day. And as she's sitting there reading German poetry, came up and shot her in the neck. After he shot her in the neck, he immediately passed out. Although, didn't he try to kill her once and it didn't? the gun didn't go off and then he had, had to try a second time? Yes. I, I'm honestly not going to get too yeah, no, detailed know, into yeah. the murder because there's a large chance that I might fully cover this story later. But there are certain things that I want to cover in accordance to our current topic that I really want to get to, but long story short, so he murdered Renee, and over the next several days, ate away at her body, and then he was like, okay, well, I need to get rid of this woman's body. Put her in a couple suitcases, took her down to this river, was going to throw her into the river, saw this grandfather playing with his grandson, was like, oh man, that's... That's so beautiful, you know, had a, had a moment. And all of a sudden, starts, someone starts screaming because he has a suitcase leaking blood. Yeah. Which is just, you know, worst kind of criminal. <laughs> he was apprehended by French police and tried and found insane. Uh, but after this, his story was so sensational, uh, sensationalized that he got a lot of media attention. People were approaching him about books and stuff. And the French government at this point were like, we don't want to keep him here. He's drawing too much attention. It's costing us too much money. We're going to deport him back to Japan. Yeah. And Japan said to them, hey, well, let's get his case files and everything so we can prosecute him here. French is like, nah, we're not going to do that. So he was set free. That's so crazy. After that... And mind you, he he confessed to everything. He has zero shame. The article I sent you guys was an interview done with him recently, him talking about how he would love to eat a woman again. That is yeah. so how he plans to. fucked up. 
And what does that even happen? Uh, politics and and stuff. Stuff. They just didn't. The French just didn't want to deal with him or the Japanese government. So they're like, "Here, take your gross man. Here he is, sitting with some of his artwork." Oh my god! A lot of the artwork is Godot style. Most of his stuff involves cannibalism and nudity and sexually explicit stuff. He did write a manga, which look at that. Wow. Which is just all about him eating women. Um, He's a guy who knows what he wants. <laughs> he is. The thing that I, and I didn't know this, but, and he's like, a, he's a pretty decent celebrity in Japan. People know who he is. Yeah. He murdered somebody, totally got away with it. Yeah. And is profiting off of it. Yeah. He was approached by a porno company to do a porno in which he had sex with an adult film actress. Uh-huh. And then after they had sex, he showed her pictures of his crimes. And all of it was filmed. So her reaction to all this stuff after having sex with the man, pictures like this severed head, and... Wait, wait. The torso and everything. So he's got a scrapbook of all this stuff. So he does... He writes books, and he's been in movies and stuff. And he's totally profited off of this. And... Oh my God. This makes me almost hate the genre that I, I really do like and it's very disgusting that this man's able to profit off of what he's done yeah. but it is in the wheelhouse of Guru, Guru and kind of brings us to the rest of your topic right yeah yeah I mean I don't know like one of the many injustices of the world honestly in the grand scheme of things he bothers me a lot less than some but real piece of shit no question there so yeah you know, Ben, you talked a little bit about your introduction to this kind of art. And, I don't know, I got into hentai when I was in sixth grade, maybe. There was a website called, like, H-Town, something yep, like that. Yeah, I remember H-Town. I mean, for me, hentai and, and this are two different things, but they're really... Well, I know, but that's how I accidentally found Goro. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, imagine a young, impressionable lad of, say, 13, 14... Looking at hentai, there was the one that was like Dragon Moon X, where it was uh, Dragon Ball Z characters having sex with Sailor Moon characters. Classic. It was a classic picture. It was like on this one way, I think it was like the H-Town front page, and it was just this cornucopia. It was like Hieronymus Bosch of banging. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so in my attempt to get more on a 56K internet connection back in the good old days, I scoured the depths and dregs of the internet looking for hentai and sometime between I would say seventh grade and my freshman year of high school I found this amazing doujin website before doujin was a thing that anybody really knew about in the sense of like doujin hentai in the sense of handmade like fan-made erotic comics and erotic images and that kind of thing and it wasn't like shitty American versions of like the Jetsons banging each other this was like really well drawn I wish I could draw anime style characters this well but they're also sex (laughs) there's sex there's tentacles there's people saying no when they really mean yes yeah that happens a lot yeah Mm. a lot of mind breaking um but you know so I'm finding all these pictures on these like deep Japanese sites where I'm just clicking links hoping that they're going to lead me to more nudity and uh, I wound up on a website that was a bunch of girl and I, <laughs> I was 
wildly unprepared because here I am, like, mid-stroke, and the next picture I click on is some girl being eviscerated. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, for all of my depravity, sex and death aren't that linked in my mind. Not in a real way, not in a certainly a masturbatory way for me. Um, I mean, I, I'll watch the Cool Devices series, but... You know, I'm pretty tame in that sense. And Cool Devices is... It was a great hentai series. A bunch of different directors did a bunch of different things. Covers the gamut. It's got, like, fantasy future stuff. It's got BDSM stuff. The guy who did uh, Kite and Mezzoforte did his original hentai thing. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a good show. It's a good series. I downloaded on, like, Winamax back in the day, and, oh, my God, it took forever. But every, every like, week, one more episode would download it. I'd be like, yes. Something you new. were jerking in syndication. <laughs> well, it wasn't wow, even... Wow, I like that. Jerking in syndication. Yeah, that, that, that'll be... No, nah, that's not good enough for the whole episode. Well, no, cool, no, 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 well, the title is, but it doesn't fit. Although, I guess Thick as Thoughts didn't really either. We'll work. No, but... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So needless to say, I'm, I'm looking at this stuff, and I, I just remember the revulsion that washed over me. And I, I probably looked at it for like 10, 15 minutes, and then was like, okay, I'm out. Like, I'm just, I don't know what this is. I don't ever want to see this again. Gorgeous girls being dismembered is not something I'm into. But, you know, here I am at 30, and times have changed. And <laughs> it gets harder. And we almost watched... Things exclusively involving gorgeous women getting dismembered. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And, um, but it's different when <laughs> it's giallo. It's, uh, it's a whole other thing. So, somehow this topic came up in my mind three, four months ago, and I wound up on Gurochan, which is a website that's like 4chan, but for Guro, and it's kind of like deviant art for people that are into this specific style of eroticism. How much uh, cartoon porn of song characters banging did you find? I didn't go into the furry section that much because I like to keep my furries and my dismemberment separate, you know? Well, but I, that's not entirely true. I, I mean, from what I understand, DeviantArt is just 90% Sonic characters fucking... No, no, there's a lot of cosplayers, and uh, it's really worth paying for a premium. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I've considered it many times. I'm like, oh, that's Dick Fetty's best buy. <laughs> <laughs> My DeviantArt membership pays for itself. <laughs> so, um, so Gorochan is the place to go if you want to kind of get a first-hand look at the the amateur side of this, the the low art version. And I printed out their facts from their website. So their um, definition of Goro is essentially the same thing as before. Goro does not refer solely to gore, rather that it is an umbrella term that encompasses a wide variety of frequently erotic artistic deviancy, often with negative subject matter, such as, but not exclusive to, death. Goro is an exploration of the depths of extreme fetishism and deviant hedonism. What are the rules? First and foremost, we value quality before quantity. Do not post anything in breach of U.S. law. Do not post any real-life imagery. Overly simplistic drawings or tunes are not welcome. Do not request artwork outside of request board. Name thread sensibly. Subjects may be edited by staff. If unsure, post. Staff members will delete if it's wrong. So essentially, <laughs> draw good and don't post pictures of anyone actually getting dismembered. Yeah, and like no actual kitty porn. Lolicon's fine, but this is this is uh, strictly. What's, wait, Lolicon? Yeah, that's like, like drawings. Yeah, so it's underage. It's like 
erotic cartoons of underage girls involved well under like under teenagers like well it could be anything yeah it ranges anything. from teenagers to very young yeah. oh yeah so i mean it's not good yeah well because we talked about when we did our japanese serial killers you know child pornography was legal up until the late 90s. 90s yeah, yeah. and um lolicon's still legal so because the way they see it if you can draw it and get your fixation that way because if that's your paraphilia like there's not really any change in that. Yeah. better to look at a cartoon vo- version yeah. than actual harm uh but the the subcategories on the board are gore and death freak show a board for extreme weird or otherwise blurred material that does not involve scatter or grievous wounds please Scat. tell me of examples of all of this no, just some. Damn. Most of it's from the gore and death. Uh, scat, I didn't even bother to go into. I'm just not a scat man. <laughs> scat man. <laughs> just not. Furry, uh, artwork, 3D CGI, discussion literature, file sharing, requests, and role playing. So, basically this board is like people post, they pick a topic, they say, I want pictures of girls having their heads cut off while they're riding a penis. And then people will post Guro images that fit under that description. Some of them can be things that they've drawn or they can be pulled from Dojin or they can be pulled from other sources. But basically it's like you have a super specific request that involves a Guro related subject matter, you can find it. So this is that. This is girls getting their heads cut off with uh, while being penetrated, so you oh guys can take a look. God. I printed a series of pictures here. I didn't print them out big because I figured I didn't want to waste ink. And you printed these um, at your place of work, and my, Well, after right. work was okay. over. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Oh, God. For example, there was a... This was under the... Um, artwork subsection there's an illustrated guide to r18g as you may so this is from guru succubus no gurukibus gurukibus uh, <laughs> and the user is veiled 616 as many may already know pixie v has a huge treasure trove of guru content under the r18g tag while that's great and all it's very hard to look for a specific fetish since well i don't speak any japanese I found this problem as well as when I want to put tags on my own gallery there. So I've started this little guide for fun, and hopefully it will help out my fel- fellow of girl inclination. Meet Gurukibus. For each post she appears in, she will demonstrate a fetish along with its corresponding Japanese tag. This is essentially a translation project. I will continue to add to this list as I find more. If you know um, some other Pixie 5 R18G tags that should be here, let me know and I will have a Gurukibus demonstrate. So decapitation and then it's got the the kanji for that and then head fuck which is like when the penis goes to the back of the head and out the mouth oh my god i fuck <laughs> it's when the penis goes in <laughs> hanging wow that's crazy. well it's you know it's it's funny because uh <laughs> is it funny? It's, uh, well so it's i sagawa uh not this i that's not who i'm looking at that's the killer guy um Toshio, uh, Psyche, in all of his artwork, nobody looks like they're in pain, and everything I just looked on that page is just, like, 
dead face, like totally a murder scene. <laughs> not, even, not even like, you know, this is supposed to represent something else. It's like, no, I want to see a woman covered in blood and jizz, and I want to see her pussy. Yeah, no, so like I saw, there was one picture I saw that I thought about printing as an example of, it's probably not even extreme since I didn't go into the scout subsection, but um, it was Scott's like... Scout's poopy, right? Yeah. It was like a, it was probably like a 8 to 10 it. year old girl who was like on a table with her legs spread out and she was all like cut up and then they had the the speculum wasn't in but it was as if she was like gaped and then there was like trash and band-aids and cigarette butts and stuff inside of her and all this and then i forget what she was saying but it's like something like i'm having a great time type of thing and it's like it's interesting for me from the perspective of not not the kind of area where i want to get so desensitized that i'm finding this anything other than interesting for research purposes and you know in one sense it's it certainly goes beyond the norm it's certainly deviant you know most people are going to look at that and be like what the fuck um and it raises the question from my perspective of like what is this for other than just shock i mean and if this arouses that's great and i feel like there is a certain level of it's like being an edgelord and you took it too far in yeah. the sense of you just once you become desensitized to this stuff, you can just kind of make whatever scenario you want out of it. But it is like, they are drawings, you know? So in one sense, you can, they're supposed to depict human beings, but it's also, like, outrageous to the point of, this, like, barely resembles real life. Because that's not something you're going to see. Especially when they provide that context of, like, the facial expressions and things don't match the horrificness of it. So it's pretty pretty out there in that sense but anyways this goes on this guy goes on and there's impalement there's neck snap corpse comma dead necrophilia brain fuck which is just straight into the brain with the peen i like how direct these names are petrification which is when people are like turned to stone or frozen or uh in that picture is the only thing not frozen on here the vagina yeah that's accurate um <laughs> shot dead which is when limbs are getting blown off. Electrocution, cut in half. Some of which are cut in half ones are kind of cool. It's like when you looked at like the, those old books where they would like cut stuff in half and show you what it looked on the inside, yeah. except for it's a person. Uh, <laughs> cut in half across it's the It's like face. body worlds, but more tits. Yeah. Uh, living headless, uh, body headless. So they, this is like a headless person, but they, they still have expressions that go beyond being dead. Intestines internal. Stuffed taxidermy, uh, strangle, head smash. I think they, it went a little bit beyond this, but um, that was just, you know, I printed out 12 pages. That seemed like enough. Huh. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff on Gurochan. And then there's, I have this, somebody said, Love Me to Death is the name of it. So just made this one of a thin boy being fucked at gunpoint, but showing more adoration than fear and making a second one of his face being blown off. Make out with the muzzle of the gun at your face, hold the hands that you are choking, it's so cute. And then there's like the next person posts a picture, this is absolutely my favorite fetish, I don't have anywhere near enough of it, do you have a gallery? Looking forward to part two. So it's these people who are I'm on, I'm on Girl Chain right now. Yeah. And there's a really oh, yeah. effeminate boy with a giant dick and <laughs> fucking somebody's brain out. Yeah, I saw there was one where it was like a girl gave birth. She was like a lolicon, gave birth to a penguin that had a humongous human penis that was roped up like cockring style. And then 
going like an umbilical cord back into her. If anything, some of it's pretty wild. It's like <laughs> this is pretty cool, but then some of it's like, oh, that's a bummer. I got one of uh, Cami from Street Fighter being choked to death with her own braid. One dude, Ooh, can I see that? Yes, you can. Ah, oh, that's not very. I'm in it for the art, art, artistic. Uh, you know, I want to see. I want to see good artistry. Oh wow! <laughs> Already, Mazg. M zero Z G. Can you repost with Amy Ro Rouge image? What, me to death? Yeah. Which are both Sonic characters. <laughs> didn't have to find. Didn't have to search long. So it was interesting though. I didn't just look at uh, the pictures. I also went into the fan fiction stuff and just the general discussion board. So I'm gonna read briefly from. I thought this was fun. The Visitor Black story. Garrus's big score. Garrus referring to the character from Mass Effect. So, this works up like a slash fanfic kind of a thing, um, but then it quickly uh, isn't that, and so... I'm going to put my phone down. Yeah, it it's, it's reads like... I don't even know. So, bullshit came a response from down the bar. It was a human, a female human, a marine judging by her armor, a hulking blonde with her... Hair trimmed short. She cut an intimidating figure fully kitted out in her gear. There's no way you manage something like that. Even if you did manage to program an automatic cunt core, there's no way you managed to get that dinky little Serta Chameleon Omni tool on your arm to cut through Alliance military grade armor. Ha! Not only did I do it, but it works. I've been using it as a finishing move and I've been eating a whole lot of pussy steak because of it. The Marine scoffed. You're lying through your goddamn mandibles. I bet there's no way that dinky little tool of yours can cut through my armor. Garrus looked the woman over. Is that a bet? I've You're never been right confused and aroused. And when you fail, my squad gets to use you as target practice. Johnson's shots have been veering left, and I haven't got to shoot a Turian in years. And what do I get if I win? Garrus asked, feigning nervousness. You're not going to win, but if you do somehow manage to back your bullshit and manage to cut through this armor and core out my cunt, you can keep it. The Alliance Marine was confident. The Turian in front of her was not was blowing hot air. There was no way that he could get a certain chameleon to do what he was bragging his could do. Then it's a bet. Just give me a minute to check my calibrations, which is a joke for people who play Mass Effect because he's always like calibrating stuff. Can we have a new segment just called Dig Fetty Slash Vic Corner? Yes. <laughs> I could just read a slash Vic from this all the time. Uh... So, Garrus bent forward and swung a massive uppercut into the crotch of the Marine's armor before she could finish her sentence. Full of UNK, the Marine <laughs> grunted from the impact, her armor mitigating the blow but not dispersing it completely. Garrus's omni-blade deployed, shaped not like a sword but like a cylinder, and centered directly on the Marine's shielded cunt. Shit, the Marine finished as she felt the blade plunge into the edges of her cunt. Time slowed. Garrus's omni-cunter was burning inferno, slowly traveling up her loins. They carved through her like her armor like a knife through warm butter, and now it was working on her. The Marine was in shock. She lost. The, that pissant little turret was telling the truth. He really had managed to rig his chameleon omni-tool to cut out cunts. Oh, fuck. <laughs> she was not bet. She was... She was... What... What... Taking her pussy. She could feel the ionized blade of the program biting into her thigh, slicing through her body as Garrus claimed his prize. It was coring her like an apple. The heat blazing her body like she... Nothing she'd ever felt before. Fuck, this was. This was so hot. <laughs> this is so hot. So, I guess I win, Garrus asked with a grin, flicking off the circle of the armor, covering into the Marine's flushed pussy lips and taking a of the... God. One of the pushing Marine's 
so <laughs> maybe we can stop. No, maybe no, we can stop. <laughs> keep going. I think we the can stop. The dragon gripped her womb and tore it out with a brutal yank, oh, leaving no. her laying helpless Why and sexless on the table to bleed out. Yeah, we can stop. What I find most interesting about this is, and this is the same thing that happened to me when I was looking at furry um, message boards, was the the comments of this little world where people exist and like they're like, oh my god, this is my favorite, I've been looking for this, or this guy's got a gun to his face, and she's like, oh, it's so cute, the way they like, or he has the gun to his face. Yeah, like, well, they, these are people that draw the same shit. They draw the furry stuff, too. Yeah. Well, no, I, and I saw that. This guy said, I mostly do furry art for money. <laughs> I'm like, look at that. I, uh, I really wish I could be a part of their I world. I stumbled on a thread where it's just a bunch of hot women, either nude or, or scandally clad, being hung, and uh, found a Persona 5 one. Oh, yeah? Which character? All of them. Yeah, except the twins. They're the only ones not being hung. I'm guessing that they were doing the hanging. Uh, see, I don't know. I'm very specific with my art style. Although I like this presentation actually is pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then I thought this was interesting and maybe would pique Alexa's interest, but there was a general discussion post that said Your Sexuality by Shitty Annie. <laughs> I'm bored and I can't sleep and was lurking on S when I thought when a thought popped into my head. This is a fetish server, so it's based on jerking off to depraved, I mean, sex, right? Why not expand on that and list off our sexualities? I mean, might not be super relevant, but I don't know, it seems interesting. As OP, I'll go first. I'm pansexual, which means I don't really care about gender, though I have a heavy preference for women. I'm also a bit shallow when it comes to body types, but don't exactly mind a plain face. Oh, and feel free to list your gender and identity if you want, but please, for the love of God, don't get into fights about real genders and not real girls, guys. Or I'll just delete the thread. I have 100% patience for that dumb shit right now. I think... Uh, so the next person says, I think sexuality is defined by body type and not by legal gender, except that some people have just very strong prejudices that limit their choices. I also prefer feminine bodies and characters while it's not important what gender it is. Masculine traits, muscles, edgy faces are a turnoff. I don't know what kind of sexuality it is. And then another person says, I don't want to disclose my gender online for personal reasons, but I'll admit to liking girls. As for specific traits, I find myself drawn to fair, skinny, youthful girls, but not prepubescent ones. I don't make judgments on people for not matching these traits, but the further one deviates from this archetype, the less sexual attraction I'm likely to feel, as I'm sure is simple enough to understand. I'm capable of finding certain men more or less attractive than others, even to the point of imagining I would find them sexy were I into guys, but I never actually felt that attraction. And there's a lot of other stuff. Oh, interesting. It is, and it's, what's interesting to me is that there's a lot of, there's a decent amount of heteronormative sexuality in here, aside from being into girl. Um, But in terms of the way people both sexually and gender identify, and then there's also a fair amount of what I would think of as like Tumblr sexuality or something like that where it's almost like a string of buzzwords that from my understanding I don't know like I don't I can't I don't know what they mean Mm -hmm. you know necessarily but you know as any of these small and especially really outlier cultures go it seems like from the things I read because I spent a fair amount of time on here last night and uh, tonight you know there's a decent amount of support in a community that's based mm-hmm. on images of violent murder and sex-related stuff. Well, I feel like there's a decent amount of support in any 
very specific subgenre subgenre well, fetishism. Yeah. Just like uh like so and I mean mind you, they've the FBI and police have cracked down on it a lot, but there uh you ever been on darkfishnet.com? Yeah. Where there's whole forums where it's just people talking about kidnapping, mutilating and eating people or like like I want you to mutilate me and all this other stuff and there was a cop yeah. who in New York in New York said who, he was going to eat that woman his wife his wife and she happened to find the thread and had him arrested and it was like a whole thought crime thing yeah yeah it was a super interesting case but uh yeah, there's you know I mean he lost his job but I forget what if he was convicted or not cause he was convicted and then released yeah, because I think it was like basically he had taken, as far as the law goes in terms of conspiracy and furtherance of a crime and that kind of stuff, like if you take enough substantial material steps, yeah. then you can be considered to have attempted or like be in the process of or yeah. conspiring to commit a crime. And, you know, he fell in that area of he had done certain things to facilitate that actually happening, yeah. but hadn't gone through with it or like full on attempted it yeah. yet. So, you know, I, it's always a slippery slope in that Orwellian sense of... Yeah. And mind you, I only for. briefly looked at Gurochan, but I find it interesting because it's, it's all <laughs> people asking for a lot, a lot of stuff, specific characters. Yeah. I, I didn't see... I don't... I mean, maybe it's not in the... It, maybe it's in the rules... But, like, I have not had seen anyone being like, hey, I want you to do one of this girl I know, or anything like that, which would make it seem a lot more insidious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I'll, I mean, but granted, like, you only have to go to... I, I don't know. It's interesting that you would mention them like that, because I've been on some uh, pretty outlier amateur sites for other stuff, and there's, like, the amount of cum tributes you can find for somebody's sister, cousin, oh. coworker, whatever, you know... I feel like a cum tribute's different than, hey... I want you to draw a picture of this girl with a dick coming from the back of her head. And no, whatever. but see, it is and it isn't because it's like when you draw, like, I don't know. I think that the medium plays a, a role in terms of like what that final product means, you know, like a drawing of something is different than a photoshopped image is different than a 3D rendering is different than like an acted out version. I don't know. Like I, and I guess maybe I'm splitting hairs, but I definitely think that the medium, it's not just the message, but it, it definitely influences the way I perceive it as being in terms of what it means, I guess. Right. So, but yeah, so I just find this stuff all interesting and you know, I think again, it's a lot of, it's a small community, but it's nice that wherever there are outlier interests, there are people who can band together mm -hmm. And share those interests. And, you know, I certainly think that anywhere as it relates to sex, when you start to um, basically break down those barriers and... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you de... Like, you de... Uh, Debrief. Deconstruct? No, when you get, like... Uh, de Decunt. <laughs> No, when you're when you're not when something that's supposed to be messed up doesn't mess you up anymore. Desensitize. Thank you. <laughs> the decontaminator. <laughs> yeah, when you get desensitized to decuntings, you know, <laughs> there's certainly like there's a hypothetical reason for concern. Yeah. I think that you know, it, I mean, psychologically, it's been shown that porn and all the rest they desensitize us and they have us create new values and ideas and whatever, but. 
It's like anything. I mean, if you spend all day on Girl Chan, then yeah, eventually you might have trouble relating to what real sexuality is going to be. Yeah. Or not real sexuality, but rather sexual sex with a real partner is probably not going to live up to your expectations or your fetish. Yeah. And if that's like your only sexual relation is to images of girls being mutilated, then it's going to be frustrating when yeah. you get to the bedroom. Just like it is if all you're into is cuckold porn and then your girlfriend's not into that in real life or like anything like that. It's not like that. Right, but, uh, right, right. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I had, I, I had dinner with my family the other day. <laughs> speaking of cuckold. Speaking of cuckold. <laughs> and uh, I think my brother thinks I'm super desensitized to like violence and gore now. Uh-huh. Because I mentioned to him after... Because you are. Because you are, Ben. Okay. But anyway... <laughs> So, yeah, but my brother, who I don't get to see that often, as far as I know, does how bad it is. (laughs) Well, I had mentioned to him that after Mariah gets out of school, I'm going to go into school for uh, forensics and uh, autopsies, stuff like that. And I mentioned to him that a friend of ours is supposed to be getting us into viewing autopsy from a medical corner. Right. Partially because I'm curious of how... The procedure goes. The other half of me is: Should I pursue this career? Yeah. Will I be able to be around a dead body? Yeah. Will this be an issue for me later in life? And my brother goes, "No, you'll be fine." <laughs> uh, I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you'll you'll totally be fine around a dead body." Yeah, but he, your brother's also the one who thought we were actually going to kill a hooker at your bachelor party. <laughs> That's a fair point. Did he actually think that? Oh, yeah. He was like, we're not, like, he, he in in all earnestness, said, we're not actually going to kill a so, <laughs> so the whole time we're joking about killing a stripper or a hooker or something, he's laughing. Sex worker. Sex worker. Yeah. So he's laughing with us and everything, and we're driving out to the paintball place, getting lost. And we he were never lost. We were exactly where we were supposed to be. Dirt pile closed. We saw a closed dirt pile that specifically <laughs> that closed. That was wild. The Poconos is a weird place. It is a very weird place. He turns to us and goes, so we're not really going to kill a stripper, right? No. No, no. we're not. <laughs> so that's all I've got on Eroguro Nansensu. Very interesting. I cannot unsee the things that I just saw. Yeah, but you can see more if you go to Gorilla Chan. I'm really good on that. Can but you, can you, you see will the find difference? me on a furry message board all day long. Can you see the difference between the stuff I look at and the stuff that's on that? I yeah. look at the same stuff you do. Don't even try to paint me into that yeah, corner. I'm not trying to paint so you into any corner. Yeah, I'm unpaintable. I'm like Sonic the fucking paintless hedgehog. <laughs> you can't get me with that brush. Out there somewhere is uh, someone wanting to suck your dick so bad just because... You gotta go fast. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> I like the ones with these girls getting their heads cut off. The more I look at it, though. There, I mean, I was there was some interesting stuff I was perusing on that site. It's very much a message board, though. Don't expect to just go to the site and just find a bunch of pictures. You have to click on certain things. It's like fortune. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if uh, we'll post um, some. I'll post the articles that I read about the artists I had spoken about, and we'll post some of their pictures and stuff on the Instagram. I'm pretty sure if I post any of them on Facebook now, they will immediately get flagged because they are ramping up their anti-porno stuff on Facebook. Hardcore. I tried to I tried to post a meme where there's this woman. She was 
they're in almost a 69 position, and she had his penis all the way in her to the point where her his balls were just underneath his, her nose. What means? Why would you? Oh, I can show you. Post that. I can show you because it, it was well. I'll show you. It's funny. I'm sure it is inappropriate for Facebook. Well, I, I found it on Facebook, so <laughs> so there's you're, that. You're reposting a meme on Facebook. I was trying to. Yes. I saved it a while ago. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, Dick Fetty. But anyway, uh, the balls look kind of like, <laughs> the balls look kind of like a cat mouth. So someone drew her with cat ears, a cat tongue, and whiskers, and wrote meow on it. Here you go, Flex. Okay, that's not appropriate. Let me see. That's not appropriate it's funny. at all. <laughs> no. And th and I posted on a private Facebook group that I was in. Yeah. And they they were like, I didn't even get to post it. They were like, this is being taken down for. Porn pornography. <laughs> pornography. Pornography. Anyway. So I'm not going to post any of, this, any of the artwork on Facebook, but... The artwork that you were showing me is very cool and tasteful. We could not post any of this. Oh, I can get you postable pictures. Okay. Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be all the glitches for uh, this episode, isn't it? No, we've got Daughter of Run. Just throw a couple of them in there. I mean, just make me some, you know? I can do that. Anyway. All right, Ben, why don't you hit us with your best buy? My best buy this week is a classic. I started rereading it again because I love the book and the... the book review and son of a bitch. Oh, this I'm is sorry. This book review corner. No, no, no. I quit the podcast. Ben. Fuck you guys. High five me. Don't high five her. Alright, go ahead. Why did you do this to I me? Can do Why do you think I did it? Because you're sitting in it. Do you think... This I makes for good radio, She's guys. got a lot of angles on her. I didn't nick your chair. No, it's, it's, it's white. So, either... I don't know. I If I had forcibly I taken a chunk out of your chair... It, but I can't believe that would happen. You are, you know, what? flinging your arms all around the place with stuff in it. I'm, excuse me. You're like a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube, man. I don't find this to be funny. Ben, go ahead with your book review corner. No, I'm good. <laughs> I can do my backup, which is a video game. Will that make you No, do the book. You can just end this podcast right now. No, if you want do to the book. Nose to spite your face. Do the book. We just kill ourselves. 2249. It's 2250. Two, What's 49? The joke one. Oh. Nobody's been funny tonight. We don't have it open. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, four, nine. Uh, so Frank. Oh, now your name's Frank? Oh, no. D. F D. for Flex Lagside. Yeah. I was like, oh, when did I start liking that nickname? Uh, we slowly it's broke you Stockholm down. Syndrome. Or as my dad calls it, Copenhagen Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, close, but that's better. <laughs> She, uh, she got that, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, Copenhagen Syndrome. Copenhagen Syndrome, you know. That's what they named the, uh, the tobacco after. Dizzy Dames. That's not what your dad sounds like. No. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. So, the Best Buy. Yes. <laughs> Should actually, yeah, I have it here, it's heavy enough, I can beat you to death with it. <laughs> Is a book by Stephen King. Ooh. Called It. Oh, I've never heard of it. Tell me about it. Yes, I have finished it before. I'm rereading it again. Oh, I read okay. the first half before 
the new movie came out, and I was pleasantly surprised by how much the movie adhered to the book. But anyway, it's probably my favorite Stephen King book ever. Oh, uh, Pet Cemetery Gal. Have you read it? Mm -hmm. No, I've never read it. Then how do you know? Okay. I just said I like Pet Cemetery. Is that what you said? I said I'm a big Pet Cemetery gal. <laughs> She is pet cemeteries all well, the time. <laughs> and then just shoving them into her body, so she is the pet cemetery. That's it. That's the whole thing. So if anyone does good art, please can you <laughs> draw a picture of Flex Lexa with dead animals crawling out of her body? Thank yeah, you. That would be awesome. Actually, if that's one fan gift we ever get is good art of one of us. I'll be stoked. Yeah, I would yeah. be so stoked. I would get it framed. Yeah. I will send you money. So, I'll send you pictures of my genitals. No. I've got pictures of his genitals. If he doesn't have the balls to do it, I'll do it for him. The balls! <laughs> Slap. So, uh, the thing I, I like about the book, especially versus the movies, is you truly see... See, for me, the, the scary thing isn't Pennywise in the book. Pennywise is almost the catalyst for a lot of things, or the byproduct of the things that are happening in the town of Derry. It's more so... The people in Derry. Mm -hmm. And the book, one of the things that the book opens up with is the brutal murder of a gay guy. Mm -hmm. And he's walking home with his boyfriend, they're slinging, you know, slurs at him, and they beat him and throw him off a bridge. But if you decide to pick up the book, realize it is a very, very long read. But it is good. It is very much like how the movie is going to be, where it's kind of cut into two sections. The childhood aspect and then the adult aspect. Uh, it's... It's, uh... I just lost my train of thought. Well, you know, to build on what you said, and I've never read the book, but in terms of the... <laughs> Don't you laugh at me. I like how you're just like, I'm going to start bullshitting. Well, yeah. from a movie perspective, I thought what shook me the most about the movie was the was the town itself and the adults in the town Beth's which was bad. yeah Beth well Beth, all of Beth. Beth all of the adults and all of the like weird dreamlike quality of the whole town where everybody was in ignorance and kind of inherently evil and right and I mean in the book you get a lot more substance as to what Pennywise is and it's kind of the book that connects all of the King universe because it deals with the my, uh, macroverse and the microverse and all of these different worlds kind of collide in it and it's also seen in his son's books as well uh, one of his books um, Nosferatu uh, mentions dreamscapes and these other dimensions and uh, Pennywise is actually kind of nodded at in, in the book itself but it is definitely my favorite my favorite, um, my, my favorite King book, and Beverly's character in the book is just awesome. Yeah. And he really, each of the characters are an archetype of something that people suffer with, either, you know, being in an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. or, you know, low self-esteem, or racism. Mm -hmm. Each of the Losers Club represents a trait of horrible humanity. Yeah. And overcoming that, and that's really what the book is about, is overcoming fear and your past and the things that 
you shouldn't allow to define you as a person or shape you as a person and getting past those things. Yeah. Very beautifully written, but every time I read Stephen King, I forget how many racial slurs and how brutal it can be in it. Yeah. But he does it for a reason. It's, yeah. you know, t like stuff like Quentin Tarantino where he drops the N-word a thousand times, but at the same time, it's everyone's like, well, he's got Samuel Jackson in there. It's fine. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's more for the scene itself and setting up the things in the book other than just throwing the N-word around yeah, a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, he was also still drinking when this book was written, yeah, so it's yeah. very... There's a lot of alcoholism and stuff in it. And um, it's a very good book, and it's a long read, but definitely read it, especially if you liked either the original miniseries with Tim Curry, which parts of me think that's the better one, only because Tim Curry was both creepy and almost disarmingly charming in it. Hmm. Just because he's that very Joker that. aspect to it where, you know, he's making these horrible jokes, but they're funny and he's terrifying. Yeah, well, he's he's just funny, whereas the new Pennywise is just creepy Scary. the whole time. But, I mean, it's like he's a clown, so traditionally clowns are creepy and scary anyways. And I think that Alex Skarsgård's version is... Like, he could have been anything, not a clown necessarily. Right. But I, I agree. I liked the way he was. Oh, no, I loved it. I'm not saying yeah. I did. I fucking loved that movie, the remake. It yeah. was one of my favorites that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I bought that movie as soon as it was viable. Actually, I think I pre-ordered it on Amazon. But definitely go out and pick up the book if you liked the movie. Uh, it's a very good read. It's, it's a pretty quick read if you really sit down and get into it. It is... 800 some odd pages but it's it's good and it's probably in my opinion King's best work because it deals with so much of humanity and fears in my opinion it's mo it's most for the most part a lot of King's stuff deals with childhood fears and stuff this is the book that deals with more adult fears than the rest of his books in my opinion yeah well good recommendation one day I might read it Great job. Thanks. You look bored. No, not at all. I'm just thinking to myself how we never actually reviewed uh, Minim Sign, Daughter of Rin, Rin, whatever the hell. We never actually talked about it. We talked about why we watched it. We talked about when it was when it was made. And it was good and it was bloody and we don't know enough about it to give it a good review. So We watched one of six parts. Yeah. yeah. But it was also, there. I feel like there was more we could have said, but we just we were like, oh, it was an hour long and we watched it. I thought it was a really striking retelling. Being facetious. Oh, were you? Are we done here? Yeah, this is falling apart. <laughs> I think we did a great job tonight. Mm -hmm. We're just going to bring it home and really say good work to everyone. Um, especially me, who really pulled this episode together at the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were, you were the uh, weight around our shoulders, yeah. dragging mm -hmm. us down. You are he's down. Holding the arch I'm that leads North towards Star. destruction. I'm your keystone. I'm your crack rock. Crack rock. Well, the North Star's probably already burnt out by now, judging by how far away it is. But that's fine. Oh, okay. You an astronomer? Yeah. Good one. Call me Neil. That's smoking the grass, Tyson. Wow! 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 All right. Plot. All right. All right. Fuck off and die. Fuck off and die. Later, nerds. Later, nerds. Love you. <laughs>